Today on the GYST podcast, we discuss your decisions and where you end up. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another great, exciting episode of the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. I'm your host, Glenn Rux, and with me, as always, we've got Scott Chang, Jensen, and we have a guest with us today, Newbie John. Newbie John. Newbie John. Wow. He's new to this, but you know what? We're excited to have you here, John. He's new to Thank this, you. And it's always been John. He's always been John. So today's topic is kind of a little bit of a kick in the balls that I wanted to throw at everyone here. So that's right. Make sure you got your cups on because it's going to hurt. So here, here's a quote for you. You're born looking like your parents, but you die looking like your decisions. Oh, you're right. That did hurt. It does. It really does. Now let that sink in for a second. Yes. Let it sink in. I want to get your opinions on what that means to you. Just a quick one sentence from each of you. What you think that means, Scott? Oh my God, <laughs> I'm, it's still sinking in for me. One <laughs> sentence, huh? One sentence, just real quick. Take responsibility for your own life, hmm. Jansen. I was brought up a certain way, but I don't have to stay a certain way. Hmm. John. Newbie John. Yes. This is an interesting one for me. Uh, One sentence. You don't have to be stuck. Oh. Mm. That is so true. Oh, that's good. Yes. So um, the concept of you're born looking like your parents. Yes, you could look like your parents physically, but that's not what it means. It's you're influenced by your parents and their decisions. At a very young age, you have no control over, over your life beyond what your parents allow you to do. As you're growing up, they're teaching you, they're dressing you, they're feeding you, they're making a lot of your important decisions. But as you get older and you start getting that, that uh, ability to make your own decisions when you, when you move out of their home and you take over the responsibility of your own life, where you go with your life is based on your decisions that you make. Make poor decisions, you're going to be in a poor place. Yes, life can throw you some curveballs that may set you aside, but ultimately your decisions will determine where you end. That is the key to taking self-responsibility. Responsibility for your own life is understanding that you determine where you go. Now with that, let's get into a deeper discussion than one sentence. Scott, I'm going to lead off with you, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, this, this hits pretty close to home just because my family dynamic, it's family business. We live together. There's nine of us together still. So a lot of all of our decisions are governed by one other person or you, know, you can't really do anything without consulting another person. Uh, for me, it's it's strange, even with business and everything, you know, we're business owners. But I 
can't do something without, you know, checking with the high commander, which is what I call mom. <laughs> I hate to say it. <laughs> By the way, for the record, she hates that nickname. So if you ever see her, don't ever call her that. <laughs> Rohit made that mistake. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it's really hard just because, you know, I, I was raised to work hard, do exactly what they say, and all will be well. You know, now in this day and age, it doesn't really fly. You know, it was, it's hard for me to say, but I didn't have a credit card until I was probably like 20 years old, just because they were, oh, you know, I was always told credit cards are bad. You know, you, you eventually owe money, you'll lose money. And when I hit 21, 22, I was like, I have no credit under my name. It's like, how can I provide for myself, for my family? So it was a hard choice at that moment. I was, you know, I, I actually have to be in charge of my own decisions at this point. Um, I can't look, it breaks my heart, but I can't look to them to teach me these things. Um, they grew up in a different time. They, they came here, I don't know, 35, 40 years ago, and from like a very poor country. So they grew up before credit was a thing. There was no such thing as credit for them. You know, money was everything. Whatever you had in your pocket was what you owned. Or Yeah. Mm. And, and what I'm getting from you, Scott, um, and I think it's something that I can add on to this. Life is a never-ending series of choices. Oh, yeah. I think we talked about it last time where mm-hmm. um, it was, you know, the, the simple thing of eating a chocolate bar every day. You know, if you ate a chocolate bar, fine, it's fine. If you ate a chocolate bar every day for a week, you're probably okay. But if you ate it every single day for the next 10 years, that's going to add up. You know, it's not, it's no longer a small, simple decision. It's now one very bad decision that you've had, you've been doing for the whole time. One very bad habit you've created for yourself, right? So your your decisions, and I got to tell you, you know, because we have sort of similar backgrounds in, in how parents influenced us, mm-hmm. right? I grew up in a Christian household. My dad was a pastor. Tons of influence right there. Every day from the day I was born through, God, even the day I moved out. And still sometimes when I'm sitting at home by myself, <laughs> I'll get a call. He He's always trying to influence me with his decisions. You know what I would do with this son is, okay, Dad, that's great. Thank you. Thank you for your, your advice. Um, it's, it's hard to break away from the family when it comes to making certain decisions. Yeah, because you don't want to hurt them. That's the hardest part. You, you don't want to seem like you're, you're discounting their advice, right? But I've gotten better at telling my dad to just shut up sometimes. <laughs> I, I don't say that to him because, you know, to me, I, I respect my father a little yeah, bit yeah, too much yeah. for that, but... <laughs> I find a different way to to say shut up, Dad. Um, but yes, the decisions, they're never ending. I mean, it, it could be something small, chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. It could be something big. Hey, I've I've got a little bit of extra money. Let me go blow it on this, uh, this new TV. Or, hey, let me go get this new video game that's coming out. <sighs> hey, let me go to this movie in the theater. It could be something simple. Something innocuous right something that seems oh, it's not that big of a deal but I mean, your decisions can start to add up and it will start ending you on the wrong path if you don't stay true to your goal right 
here's the goal. Here's the path I've set myself on. And in terms of my finances, right, that's one big goal that I've been talking about on, on this podcast for years now, really years. Um, if I take one step off of my path, I feel it for months. And I, I hate that feeling. I hate feeling like I'm not going to hit my goal because of one misstep. So it, it's, it's a hard thing to, to realize that some of your smallest decisions can have a big impact down the road. And it's so hard to see right it now. Is. It, it is. It is. I mean, a lot of those decisions, right? Cup of coffee. No one thinks about eight bucks. It's sad to say that a cup of coffee costs eight bucks first. <laughs> There's a reason I don't go to Starbucks. But then, you know, if you get a cup of coffee for, what, five days, that's $40. Right. You know, it adds up, like... Things like that, it just adds up, right? Um, and a lot of our decisions, you know, we, we, we like to make snap decisions. Those snap decisions can be very painful if you don't consider the consequences. However, there's also the topic of regret, right? So when we're talking about regret, we're talking about two things. Either the regret, regret of things you didn't do, and that usually happens later in life or regret of things that you did do, which you typically do in your younger life. Like, oh, shit, I got drunk last night. I slept with that girl. I never never <laughs> would have done that. Nope. Wake up next to a sheep. No, thank you, no. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so let's talk about the regret in this, in, in this situation, right? Here we are. We're... we're influenced by our parents, but our decisions lead us down to um, where we're going to end up. What happens when you get to the end of your race and you look back at your life? Do you really want to have regrets of things you should have done that would have made your life better? I think every one of us is going to have yeah, something like we're gonna, that, right? Yeah. I feel like you're always going to have regrets, but... I'm, the, the biggest thing for me is, like, did I run my race or did I run somebody else's race? Mm. I love that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the hardest thing. It's just, you know, when I took a step back and looked at everything, that's what it was. I'm not running my race. I'm doing somebody else's work. I'm doing somebody else's race. I mean, what does it really mean to me? It's great. It's It doesn't strike me to the core. It's what I want, you know. Mm. I kind of a kind of an opposite path with my uh, with my parents. I, I, I think I think of my parents as a, as a GPS. They just let me drive wherever I want. They're like, oh no, we calculated. You better go back that way. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I've always have the luxury. I would say is a luxury to choose. They give me choices on like, hey, do you want this or that? And they'll let me know reasons why. One thing is, might be better or the other. They never really give me a solid answer. I'm like, oh, that's bad. That's good. They kind of paved the way. Like, hey, you get to decide what's best for you. So my, I mean, like, I know that Asian parents are, are like tiger parents, like Scott mentioned before. But my parents are pretty chill. They don't compare me to other people. They give me choices, let me do whatever I want until I get out of line. Then, believe me, I get my ass beat a lot when I was a kid because. I'm one of those because I think they know that I'm one of those people that can't be bound by just strict rules. 
There has to be an ass whooping involved. Yeah, there has to be an ass whooping involved. Yeah. If it has to be, because okay. I'm I'm, I'm, right I'm one too. of those line steppers where I'll test how far I can go, and then I'm like, okay, that's where I need to stop, and then I get my ass beat. It's like, okay, maybe I won't hit that next time, and that helps me. Like I I encourage people. I'm not trying to say I encourage people beating their kids, but like I got my ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> I turned out all right. Like I'm not violent. Hey, spare the I rod, spoil the child. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. Hey, sometimes you just gotta, you know, let them know what's up. I I was a receiver of that. I'm perfectly fine with that. I'll do it all over again if I. I mean, it's just a way to know. Like, okay, oh, hey, come on, man, you need to stop. And I didn't stop. Guess what happens? Consequences. Whatever. That's cool. But later in life, I realized that a lot of things that I didn't think they taught me, they taught me in a way that I need to realize later. Where something happens, like, oh, crap, they said this way before. I didn't agree with it, but the occasion comes up, and I kind of think about, oh, hey, that's what they would have said to me. And that brought me to be a better person. I mean, like, back in the day, I'm like, yeah, you didn't teach me shit. That's not true. Like, the more, the older I get, the more I realize that, hey, I taught you a lot of stuff to just didn't throw it in my face. So, I appreciate that. The more I think about it, what happens back then, the more I appreciate it. So, now that it builds up to me as a person where I'm open-minded to a lot of things. If somebody tells me, like, Rohit tells me, like, hey, want to go somewhere? I'm like, sure. What's the worst that can happen? Port Townsend, what's over there? Let's go. How long are we going to stay there? I don't know. Never been there. So that mentality brought me to always want to try new things and not be afraid of what's going to happen. So I don't have much regrets of not doing something because within reasons, within like calculated risks, I would always do something that I want to do. I have a few regrets that I wish that I didn't do, but those are small things that didn't really hurt anybody. So I'm pretty good on that. So how about at the end of your life, right? Take a look, try thinking about the future, right? Future Scott, future Jansen, future John. What is something you really want to do today, but you're nowhere near ready to do? Investing. Investing my money on on things. Oh, (laughs) God. Where I, because I'm I'm, like, we're pretty good at saving. I'm pretty good at saving. I don't buy random things a lot. Um. But I Wait wish a second. I knew. Are you sure? I really don't. Okay. Because I have a budget. I always have a budget of how much I can We're going to have to check the tape on this one. You We're going to need to get a referee to review. You can. Box you booth can review my, on this one. You can ask my wife. I always ask her. I always know how much I, I can actually buy and then how much I can splurge. And that's, I always have a budget in mind where I need to stop. So I'm pretty good with that. But how, and, and believe me, I've... I've said many of things you just said right there. I know my budget. I know how much I can splurge. I know how much money I have. I've used that. I'm going to go back to my Dragon Age days and my Mass Effect 3 days. Mr. Rohit knows that I spent almost two years worth of salary on that game. Oh, sweet Jesus. Ah, I can relate to that. Because I had the money. I had the budget. And I knew how much I could spend and still make things work. Okay, so the way I splurge, it's never with real money. I splurge with in-game currency, if that makes sense to you. Because I'll save up a bunch of stuff, and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to splurge it all on this roll 
this draw and then I'll stop. I've never spent a dime on a game that's free to play. I don't buy cosmetics. That's not a thing. I have Game Pass. I don't buy games. I just play whatever I have. And if a new game comes out, I'm like, well, shit. I'm just going to wait half to the games. But in turn, that's smarter because I've always wanted to play games that are new with other people mm-hmm. or games I want to try out games. And honestly, that's probably the most efficient way to try out games that I wouldn't buy or regret buying later. So that's something that you need to take account of. Like, it's that going to bring you joy? Do you play 20 games and be like, oh, those weren't as bad, but guess what? I'm not paying full price for any of them. Mm-hmm. In a way, I think I'm saving money. Which is true because ever since I got Game Pass, I've never bought a game. Don't have to. I would actually agree with that because I used to be a guy that would buy a game every time it came out. No. Spent tons of money on games. Mass Effect being one of the worst offenders for me. (laughs) But uh, now I don't even have Game Pass. Or you can be like me where you'll buy a game and then a week or two later there's an announcement, now on Game Pass. (laughs) Or you can be those guys that play Skyrim every time. Oh, I rebought Skyrim, actually. (laughs) I bought the upgrade that came out at the end of last year because... It was just time to go back in. And, yep. you know, I had 10 bucks. It was on sale. That's also on And, Pass. you know, already bought the game. But, yeah, to your point, and my point, I had already bought it. And it was like, well, look and see what's on this now. Um, I, I think that's it's, kind it, of like life, though. Like, right? You, yeah. You, you can try a bunch of new things without much consequences. That's, that's how I see. <laughs> that's how I see Game Pass in my life. It's like, oh, I want to try this. Well, that's, that's, that's another point that we can defer on here because you can try a bunch of things but you don't know necessarily what those consequences are those consequences could hit you years later on yeah it's just a small thing to eat a chocolate bar today and tomorrow and the next day and it's just one chocolate bar a day so my my lifetime my thing with that it's if i make a decision i'll have to think like five steps ahead which sometimes hinders me because i have to think a lot if i'm doing something but most of the time, I'm taking a pretty okay risk. But within my calculations. Yeah, it's, it's not necessarily bad mm. to take risks, right? Yeah. Um, there, there are certain things in life that require... I mean, hell, life is a risk. You step outside, it's a risk. <laughs> More so than ever. I mean, you could get struck down by a bolt of lightning. A car could come by, run you over. You could... Just die of a heart attack, as we're seeing a lot of young people die right now. Healthy young people just die of heart attacks. Heart failure. Boom. Done. You never know when that's going to happen. Well, interestingly enough, you know, to kind of tie back into some of our other topics, too, I had listened to the three of y'all talk about your family relationships, and I didn't really have anything like that. Uh, I had an okay early childhood, but... um, the household that I lived in started to get consumed by alcoholism Mm -hmm. and both of my parents uh, are alcoholics and uh, they eventually, you know, got divorced and they had a whole big thing. And because of all the stuff that I saw, you know, like alcohol was never really one of those things that I ever really wanted to hard get into. And when I was in college, I experimented quite a bit with it. And I realized that like, I didn't like this because it was too much like my parents and it made me feel, you know, honestly, like I was mentioning earlier, stuck. 
It felt like I was just stuck in this um, <laughs> uh, predetermined course laid out by my folks, you know, and I, I was kind of coerced into going down that path and not necessarily in terms of like a family business or a religion, but even on some of those more negative aspects of life. Mm. And uh, one thing that I'm, you know, working towards and I'm actively working towards it and trying to put myself out there, but I'm not ready to have yet 100% is to have like a, a, a mother father relationship with my mother and father we're, we're tight now, we're good, we're friends, mm -hmm. but I don't go to either of them for mom-dad stuff. I don't really, you know, like, have I, I haven't had that since my grandparents died uh, in 2007 and 2011. And even with that, it's, it's hard for me to think of and, and pull up because uh, there were a lot of weird issues that happened with my family, one of them being the ashes of one of my grandparents gone missing. So it's very, very hard for me to sit with and think and talk about, you know, not only with my parents, but what members of my family I'm ready to talk to, what members of my family, you know, have done me wrong or have hurt me, and what ones have kind of laid out this path that it seems like, you know, without saying it so much, that they want me to take. And the older I get, the more I realize, you know, I don't have to do that. You know, I, I can confront these people who have done me wrong, but what good can come from that? What do I want out of that conversation? You know, if me and my mom and my dad were cool now and I say, hey, you know, when I was 16, you did X, Y, Z and that really sucked. My mom's old now. She's really sensitive. She's like just as sensitive as me, if not more. What's that going to do? Make my mom cry? I don't want to make my mom cry right now. And so you got to kind of, sometimes the path is good, you know, but it's not always good. You really got to make that effort to, especially if you, <laughs> you see something at the end of the path that your friends have and you want to have, but you're looking at that same path, but maybe there's a, a metaphorical tree that got knocked over along the same road and your homies are down there looking at you and they can't wait for you to get there. And you want to get there, too. So what are you going to do? Turn around? No, you're going to want to try to find a way. And it might look like you're turning around at first. It might look like you're backtracking. But it's it can be one of those tricky things that that, that can really consume you when you're navigating through life. You know, we're talking about paths, and that can be a really good... Uh, metaphor for traveling, hiking, going down the road of life, you know, and I, I am a firm believer that that destination doesn't necessarily matter. It's, you know, where you end up. And that's the thing is that destination is ongoing. Once you've finally gotten to your goal, I mean, up until the day we die, it doesn't end. And a lot of times, even after that, it might not end even after that, too. You know, depending on what you believe or depending on what you pass down to your friends and family that you leave behind, it might not ever end. So my, my metaphor here is, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, take only pictures, leave only footprints in the heart of your own life. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, it's like, you know, you're not always going to overcome your obstacles, but the hard work you put in, that's a success in its own. And you can't, that's yours. Nobody could take that away. Yeah. I mean, that's your road. You, you've been through all that. 
And I feel like, um, oh, there's a phrase that I'm not a huge fan of. It's like, oh, I was dealt a bad hand. I, <laughs> I hate that phrase. Well, we're all it's given weird. circumstances yes. when we're, but like yeah. everybody does. And, and that's where and, the whole influence of your parents yeah. comes in, right? You start yeah. off being influenced by them and whatever hand they dealt you, right, is what you start off with. But what you do with that hand is what matters. Exactly. Yeah, and it's not like we're saying that some people don't have a leg up. You know, a lot of people will dismiss this topic for saying, oh, you're saying this is no, 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 it's these two conversations can exist separately. You know, I think a lot of it, you have to realize that your parents aren't perfect. Nobody is perfect. It's you look back and say you can say whatever you want to your parents trying their best or not trying their best. But at the end, you can take that as, oh, if they make a mistake. I'm not going to make the same mistake. It's easier to get. Like, you get what's going on the older you get. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Get Uh, it? You get it? Uh, You know, you can appreciate what kind of stuff uh, uh, that happened in your your childhood where you see your parents make decisions that maybe you didn't like and maybe might even still affect you to this day, you know? Mm. Take a step back and look at why that happened and what made you keep doing it. Yeah. And just... You maybe realize that, oh, I've been doing that for like 10 years. I shouldn't have been doing that. Or that mindset is not right. Yep, and you, you said, Jansen, you know, a, a good point you brought up was um, that, you know, you could use your parents as an example of what not to do, right? You know, they, they made this decision. I know not to make that decision because you're, you're using them as an example from what they've done. Yeah. Now, you mentioned it earlier. You, you had alcoholism as in, in, in the family and you learned that's not what I want. It right? just seems so uncool to right? me, man. It wasn't like a moral thing. I just saw it and I was like, yuck. Right. You know? And my grandmother, she was a smoker. I loved her to death, but I learned from her not to smoke because I saw what she went through. Yeah. yeah. I mean, God, man, she she died a horribly painful <sighs> death because of smoking. Oh, man. So I, I, I've seen things that, that have caused us um, issues in life and, and, I got it. It all comes back to this. You know, make better decisions for yourself. You know, you may start off with, you know, whatever your parents started you off with. You could be in the worst situation in the world, but ultimately you decide where you end up in life. You're poor growing up. Make smart decisions with, with what you do with your life. Get educated, get yourself uh, into a career and, and keep building on that career. Don't stagnate, right? Learn. Libraries are free. You can go out there and you can learn new skills. You can learn new talents. You can learn things that will earn you more money. So you can make conscious decisions to better your situation. It doesn't matter where you start off in life. It's where you end up. You're the one in control of that. You're the one driving that car. You can't look back at someone else and say, well, you know what? When I was three, they spanked me and, you know, that's why I'm not successful today. On the contrary, they spanked me that I'm successful today. That's right. Make it that. You know, they spanked me when I was three. That made me successful because I never wanted to be that. Yep. Boom. Guess what? You, you've just made better decisions for your own life. So you may start off looking like your parents, but you're ultimately going to end up looking like your decisions. What kind of decisions do you want to make and what do you want to look like? That's pretty much it, guys. I'm hoping I come out of this thing looking like Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. 
We hope you learned how to get your together.